Hello, everybody out there in the universe. Thank you for joining us here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. Uh, I am the host with the most. I'm better than sugar on toast. Fuck. Have you ever had sugar on toast? Nah. You've never had sugar on toast? Never. Have you ever had butter on toast? Yeah, the restaurant. Then add sugar <laughs> and a little bit of cinnamon? Yeah. If anybody who's had that, please let me know because I feel like the total fat ass right now. Uh, yeah. I probably would do that like back in the days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Sitting across from me today is a good friend. I've known you f- for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I know you as Santos or San, but we'll call you Santos for all the all the listeners and all those little ears out there or big ears. <laughs> Either way. How you doing, brother? Doing all right, little. Honestly, I'm a little nervous, man. You a little nervous? Like my heart's big, so I'm like. All right. I think it's just because we hear my voice. That's that's. Yeah, that's thing. usually the hardest part for anybody. Yeah. It's just to hear yourself. I hate hearing myself, so I try to make it like a movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like every time I do these, I have to kind of tap in. Yeah. Like all right, because prior to this, I'm cleaning. My head's everywhere. Uh, I'm a little tired. I'm a little stoned. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then all of a sudden, you just gotta. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta be there. Yeah, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. No big deal. Yeah, I'm sure I'll calm, but I'll get yeah. calm. But yeah, yeah. Oh, as you were saying, the FBI was plotting on me. I got, yeah. I got white vans passing, <laughs> passing by my house. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, man. So I've known you, I've known you and seen you f- since I was younger, but I actually really got to know you through in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the last time I could rec. Oh, the last. I say the earliest uh, time I could recollect meeting you was just in, yeah in high school mm-hmm. football. Yeah right. Was yeah. it my freshman year or was uh, it another year? Cause yeah, did you? Did I you joined football in my sophomore year. So yeah, probably yeah, freshman. Year. I probably saw you around then. Yeah, I didn't really know you though. Yeah, I didn't I know d- anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, just, you know, just close circle type of thing. Yeah. Like I got my friends and. Like I'm not trying to make new friends. Uh, I was just, I'm more uh, academic, tr- academically driven. Yeah. And uh, when it came time to recess or whatever, just hang out. I had my like two or three friends. I'm like I'm good with that. A couple of the homies. And that's <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I had a kind of a bigger group of friends. I think. I think yeah. it was because of sports. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, like growing up on, just growing up on the street. Not the street, <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> but growing up with, in the neighborhoods that I did, yeah, there was always a bigger group of kids. Mm-hmm. So and they all played football, and they were the baseball. So I had like little groups, little pockets of different friends. Uh, yeah, that's what I have right now. With uh, and like, I started that in college. So yeah, yeah. It's it pretty took me a while. <laughs> it's cool though. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Some people were just more. Uh, you could just acclimate to the situations, and for me, I had to learn a lot of about myself mm-hmm. through other situations when i was younger like just because i was a young guy so i get picked on a lot so i had right. to like fucking i had to fight my battles you yeah, know and then i started and then i started winning them because oh, really? you because you have to so like, you started like beating up people and stuff no no no, not physically <laughs> like uh with my words you mm-hmm. know what i mean i would say some shit that would make everybody laugh okay or i would deflect the insult with another better insults because you have to be you have to be sharp like that you around some kids. Yeah, you have to be witty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we started a podcast. Uh, right. <laughs> cool. That's cool, man. That's good. No, yeah, no, definitely. Human behaviors. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Um, uh, yeah. Just 
I felt like you had to know yourself before you start looking out in the world type of thing. That's so introspective. Like, that's so... How, how old are you? Like, when did you experience that? To what? To that type of thinking? That kind of thinking. Uh, kind of like harshly after my mom passed away. You okay. know, that's kind of what started questioning everything. Like, because honestly, when that, once that happened, which was my senior year in high school, yeah, it, my whole past just felt like a dream. You know, I was living a good life, you know, you know like I had, my fr- I had my friends. Um, honest, honestly, wasn't bullied because of my height and my size. Yeah, that's cool. I was uh, an advantage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And pretty much I was like just the nice guy. Like, what would you pick on the nice guy? Yeah. Right? And uh, if you did pick up, th- pick on the nice guy, obviously he's bigger than you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, you were the nice guy, man. Yeah. There was never nobody ever said anything bad about you there was no you know no ill yeah. words ever said no that was just uh i feel like the reason was because i grew up uh not being very social okay uh i had a, I have a little bo- older brother and you know growing up you know we would hang out and everything but you know he had his friends and mostly for me i had my cousin who lived around the block and then had some two three neighbors but that was mostly on occasion where I would go outside. It would be out there, you know? Yeah. Um, so mostly I would just stay inside, play video games. And from there, it was just uh, basically, yeah, let's stay in school, do good. Don't cause any trouble. And uh, yeah, so as I grew up and went to high school, I was just on my own, you know, mentally. Like, yeah. Like, like I, got my <laughs> I got my grades up. I'm like, I'm not worried about anything. Like, I'm good. And But yeah, once I joined football, and my sophomore year kind of it made me think uh that there's a higher level to just going about your own way you know yeah uh, it's to uh help others in a sense you know i felt i felt good being in a team because i could bring in power i could bring in uh just that you know that that piece of the puzzle yeah so that i noticed that like okay like like there's more to me than just trying to make it in my own yeah, yeah. and uh so yeah football was a big thing for me yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely a big thing for me too yeah. i would say no and um that's one thing i noticed i observed a lot and i reflect a lot on like just little moments right it was i mean i remember gildersieve getting on you because he <laughs> wanted you like to just like smack people he's like come uh, on damn it santos you, you remember know? the first time that that happened i don't remember the Dude, first time oh man it was, it's a good story because uh i had gildersieve for history and uh the reason I got into football was because my cousin Rafa and my friend Julio, shout out to Julio. He said, uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Suniga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Julio. He's yeah. a, I play fucking, uh, we play baseball together. Oh, really? Yeah, growing up. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah. big uh, baseball fan. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Shout so, out Zuniga. Yeah, they, uh, they convinced me to join football in my sophomore year. So, and then, you know, go to sleep uh, I had for, as a teacher. So, it was seventh period, I think, the last period of the day or eighth period i don't know what yeah it was. one, was of, the one of the periods yeah so uh, fucking many yeah so i suited up the first time and actually i remember a couple of times before i actually got some play time but i remember this the what day that it happened um i was it was seventh period pe and i was sitting down on the bench with everybody else just kind of the practice squad right? yeah so jv was practice and uh, no jv was uh defense uh, and basically it was varsity working on the offense so okay. also, you know offense you know starters um and i was just in the be- on the bench and then someone the no- the nose tackle on defense either got hurt or 
wasn't doing his job because I remember Gildersleeve calling me out like Santos and I just look up he goes could you play I'm like yeah like and everybody's <laughs> like yeah kind of looking around like what do you like yeah he could play. Yeah. play yeah and then uh so he, he's like all right so he basically want to go up to him he, he tells me you're gonna be the nose tackle your whole job is just to push the center back that's it like don't get moved don't do anything just push him back and it was Sal Trujillo I think it was uh, the center oh the, shit yeah and then uh and I don't know what came over me. I, I was just so nervous or so I don't want to let people down. So <laughs> when the ball was snapped, I just bull rushed out. <laughs> I think I knocked him back on his butt for like, yeah, I just knocked him down on his butt. <laughs> and then like the whole, like, you know, Gilder Steve or uh, Coach Riddle might have blown the whistle. Uh-huh. And then uh, the whole, like, you know, the offense uh, people and defense were like, oh, like, you know. And then after that, like, I felt they, the coaches noticed me, like, like okay, like he could play. Yeah. Like, so after that, that was yeah. the first good impression. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically, basically after that was just history. Just me, uh, starting two roles, which was uh, offensive tackle and defensive tackle, and um, learning how to play the game. And not only that, you know, I was I watched football since I was a kid, mm-hmm. so I know so you knew quarterback, receivers, yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. I don't still kind of don't know any like. Uh, the defensive coverages in a sense i just know tell me what to do and i'll do it type of thing yeah and uh so yeah i played offensive tackle and defensive tackle and uh my whole thing was i know i wasn't the fastest i know i compared to the other people in different teams i wasn't the biggest but i always try to find the strategy in the sense where can i get this person at an angle where like I don't need the power. I don't need mm. the speed. I just need to like technically be sound so I could do my job. Yeah. And that's how I started playing the game. And um, besides that's something they ingrained in us. Yeah. Technique. Like, yeah. It, it's something that I, I do for my students as well. Okay. Like, like you don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the most, you know, creative. It's just a ten- try to be a technical artist. You know, just do the basics. Don't too put much pressure on yourself. Don't start on a simple step from there then you start you know working on your craft just like you know linemen and whoever running backs like get your steps right once you mm-hmm. got your steps then you start looking for the next thing right like the defensive tackle or you know wh- whoever it is so i think that's kind of what football taught me that like you don't necessarily necessarily have to be the best at your position at least to start somewhere so you can eventually get to that place where you're like you feel you're pretty good yeah well yeah. you're confident yeah yeah and no. um yeah so um i was pretty proud of who i became as a football player but also like um i said like uh just be more vocal yeah i was quiet yeah, you quiet. were. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I kind of saw that. I played with you for two years yeah i played right next to you for two years <laughs> i saw you go from the like from like aggression mm-hmm. from like four or five to like a fucking solid 10. Like <laughs> yeah. you used every part of your football IQ, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you use the IQ you had obviously to your advantage. So your technique, but once you put all that together with your senior year, you were fucking a monster, dude. Yeah. It was fucking fucking hell. It was fun. I learned from you. I learned from who was center. I think Sal. No, uh, center. Um, was it chant? No. Chance was guard, I think. Yeah, Chance was uh, Chance. Chance was the other guard before he got hurt. Yeah, who was the center? I think I it was know. Sal Flores. 
probably. Yeah, yeah, it might have been him. Yeah. Who else? Because there was no other center, right? I don't know. He started comes junior and senior year? Because mm-hmm. there was no senior. So our junior year was your senior year. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of the senior who would have been um, the center. I don't. Like I don't like I don't know anyone else besides Sal and. Uh, Didn't yeah. Julio play fucking center for a little bit? I think he did, but <laughs> yeah, he might have been like you know like the fourth quarter type of thing. Yeah, like, no, uh, no, but I remember. But like someone that like that knows who to call or what to call if the situation changes. Like like I don't know, I forgot who it was. Yeah, I don't remember. Either. I think s- even Chan might have. Oh no, I played center. You played center? Yeah, it was you. <laughs> oh shit! No, yeah, I played backup center. Oh man, shit. <laughs> Shout out oh. to center. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I did, I was like last call though, okay. because every time we practiced, me and Jordan would fumble. Mm. We just fumble. Iggy was cool, cause mm-hmm. like n- not in a weird way. Yeah, he had fucking big hands. Yeah, and I don't know. Like it just, was he easier. would like he was a little more like just like agile. So I felt like he got lower because I had a lower stance, mm-hmm. and Jordan was just lazy. So mm-hmm. he just a little higher stance. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> we just didn't mesh. So yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's football was a big thing for me. That's um I feel that helped me kind of uh, how do you uh, just try to kind of do the same thing I did for football, which was if I'm one way of behaving, right? Let's try and quiet person. You can't do that when you're in football. Like you can't be the the nice guy. You have to be, yeah, you know, you have to put on the yeah, you have to play the role basically. Yeah, definitely. So when I went to college, I had to do the same thing. That's kind of what helped me, like. Um, make connect those ideas. Um, Play the role. Yeah, like um, in college, you know, still going to college, I was still quiet, still shy, and um, it was hard for me to like in my head, like why would I want to communicate with people how I feel and stuff like that? Yeah, it was just more like let's do some cool stuff and then just hang out. Yeah, Yeah. just like bullshit basically. Uh, But when I was in college, like it was like people don't necessarily connect like that sometimes. Um, you know, if like you want to people, you want to compliment people, you want to put people in a good mood. Like you want to give that, that vibe out. Right. So for me, like I didn't have that vibe. So I, I needed to work on my eye, con- eye contact. Um, even in high school, like I had a hard time looking people in the eye without feeling weird or awkward. Yeah. That's uh, weird. Yeah. It, 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 it's a weird feeling sometimes. Yeah. Like it was just, it was to the point where even sometimes when I would visit cousins, I would look, I wouldn't look him in the eye. I would look at him and then stare away. Like I was just like, no. So it was, I knew it was, it was, I didn't see like an issue. I just saw something that I could solve. Yeah. Like it's something I could fix. So I, I remember in college, I was just like, okay, every time I go to class, um, I'm gonna look at the people next to me and ask them a question, something like that. Like just, it's not about the questions, it's just having eye action. contact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I worked on that for like two or three years. I, I got it down. Also approaching people and talking to them like s- total strangers. I'm like, who does that? I mean, Greenfield, like you approach this t- total stranger, you better like <laughs> say what's up or, you know, like know them. You can't do that just in the city. So, um, yeah, in college, I was just uh, exper- experimenting and putting into practice ideas that I hoped would make me a better person in the sense that um, I could connect. Yeah. Right? Uh, you so bet like the communication the yeah body language i just don't want to show up and be like hey cool shirt yeah like no like yeah. you have to follow up the whole conversation like okay cool shirt what like what brand is that uh, what are you into like, yeah oh, where'd you get it yeah yeah like i never i never had that like i never did that with people in, in like my younger days like i never did it so in college i was like all right cool like 
I would look up videos on YouTube. How do you, you know, how do you carry conversations? Um, so yeah, that's something that I, I worked on as well. Um, and failure was an another big thing, like being okay with failure. I think you touched it with uh, Angel and Johnny, one of the previous podcasts. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, 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 we were talking about just failure. It's uh, they're just lessons. Yeah, it is. Because if you beat yourself up about it, you're only like exhausting yourself. Mm-hmm. And this just goes back to how you want to treat yourself. You know, we treat some everybody else who walks in the door. Uh, for the most part, right? Like yeah. we interact with good. Right. You, even if you're faking it, you know, yeah. like fuck, you're giving them a smile. Hey, have a good day. This that, and the other. Right. But you're quick to fucking just take the bat out on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just take it out. Like yeah, negative self talk is just you know, yeah. Um, yeah, that's another thing that I kind of start focusing on. Um, just that voice in your head that sometimes, like, you know, there it's the same voice that tells you, "Man, that's a great job you did right there." Yeah, it's like the voice that tells you, "Man, well, you, you fucked up." <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the same guy. Yeah, it's the same voice. It's the same I mean, guy, it's like, man. But you gotta understand, like, even though it's the same voice, it has different faces, you know. Yeah. And uh, for me, it was hard to distinguish that when I would get like in a certain emotions, when I get mad, when I get sad, when I get happy, like. I thought it was just the same feeling. Like it's it's the same thing, just it, it morphs into something else. But uh, in the most recent days, it's like no, it's it, it feels like the same feeling, but it, it has its own face, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, and I felt like that kind of helped me move on through certain like emotional situations. Um, so when I felt mad, it wasn't because in the beginning when I would get mad at at something or someone, uh, it was more like like they made me feel like this, right? Yeah, so now you got something against them. Yeah. Kind of. But honestly, it should be more like, why am I feeling like this? Like, why am I so triggered? Yeah, someone cut me off, right? Like, you get... But why is the reaction, fuck you, motherfucker? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, why... That's that's some real shit. Yeah, yeah, like... That's me sometimes. Yeah, like... Fucking traffic is crazy in Sacramento. It is, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. Sometimes anger is just traffic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're off work in a good mood. And then you're stuck in traffic and people are cutting you off. <laughs> Dude, I almost got hit coming out of my, coming out of the red, uh, little neighborhood there. Really? I was just driving. So have you ever, like through the, have you ever came this way? Uh, you no. Ever? Yeah. So Wait, like right here? Yeah. Through this street and then made the right. Oh yeah. 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 So I was driving and then there's an alley that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I was just driving, driving, looking at the time and I would look this way and a car came out of an alley, a big ass Jeep. Damn. Literally like the front tire and the front bumper of it. Uh, the corridos or what? Nah, it wasn't. It was just some lady who wasn't paying attention. Oh, she was looking down, probably at her phone. Yeah. And uh, it was just like right at my face. It was a big ass Jeep. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh shit. And I had to like swerve up onto the curb. Yeah. And then she, like, I had to hit my brake. I hit my brakes all crazy. And then she finally, like, kind of paid attention. She hit her brakes all crazy. Like, inches really? away from hitting me. Damn. Yeah. And then I was all like, damn, save yourself for like a lot of uh, hassle and just time wasted on that but that would happen yeah no it was just yeah imagine she would hit yeah, me though. yeah like, like it, it, you'll, you'll be okay but just yeah i would have been i would have been fine it's just dealing with the whole process of getting well maybe i don't know but if she would have hit me and just kept going like oh, that, that would have been, been right at me yeah you well, know sure, that's true yeah damn that yeah crazy paycheck right there but uh, cash me <laughs> out um, yeah but yeah um that was like my first uh going back to the college thing. Yeah, it was like my first two or three years I was just working on that. Uh and then uh, That's uh that's 
great self-reflection, I would say, and then putting that into experiment with it and putting it into practice, you know, yeah. that's not easy to do. People would look at that and people don't do that. They just don't look at the emotion. They don't look at the action. How do I get better? They just say, oh, that's the way I am. Yeah. I, oh, I, my, that's the way my dad is. That's the way I am. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I put a note somewhere here, but I said uh, that I got... You can't use your notes, sir. I can't use it? <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got very cynical. Yeah. You know, I was just like, you know, in college, it does feel like you're on your own. Yeah. Like, if you don't get your stuff straight out or, like, you're not doing good in a class, no one wants to, like, be with you or next to you, like, because they know that you're not putting the work in. Um, so, I became very cynical in the sense that everybody's on offering themselves. Yeah. Right. And, and they are. Yeah, they kind of are, but yeah. it's, it's only if you pull your weight. Like if you do the work in the class and you're showing that, you know, you're interested in the, in the topic, students or other people will gravitate towards you like, hey, man, can you help me out with this or da, da, da. And for me, it was just like, like, I'm struggling, but I'm still passing the class. Yeah. So I might have like, you know what? Just me by myself. I don't need to like make friends or anything like that. So I became very cynic cynical in that sense. Um, and it wasn't until like probably because I, I did engineering for three years three and a half um and i made some friends but it was because we would hang out in like a study rooms you know that's like hey having the same class blah 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 you know it never was like hey like let's like let's study after class or something it was never like that so i felt like the only reason i made friends was because we would hang out in the same spaces all the time yeah uh familiar yeah familiarity so, so my head is like okay that's good but could you make friends someone that's not in your in your major someone's not not in your classes can you still make something friends? not so easy yeah yeah so that's kind of that mean i was start, i started testing myself so i started making friends of my friends so like i know someone from class okay so let me make friends with their friends see if i could do that and yeah like it it, it definitely taught me that you gotta take a risk you know <laughs> sometimes you seem like you say something or you do something it makes you look like a fool Mm, at least you learn from it and then move on and you're like don't yeah. use that one again <laughs> yeah yeah um like i remember one time i just i guess i just felt so comfortable with the person i burped uh -huh. <laughs> and they're like what like what the fuck they're like dude that's nasty like what you do that for? i'm like I don't, okay so i can't do that with this with this person you know yeah um so yeah it, my third year three uh but going to my fourth year i changed majors uh it was just an instinct so i went from engineering to art because when my first three years at, at college, I was an engineer, but I was taking just, I was taking my engineering classes, but I was also, take, I was also taking um, other subjects, like, for example, philosophy, uh, art, um, which was another one, uh, ethics, uh, well, same thing as philosophy, but it was just, just different classes that, you know, kind of made me wonder, oh, what's that like, mm -hmm. you know, I'll still take, I'm, like, I'm, I'm taking calculus. Like, at least I could take a philosophy class. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> like, I, like, at least I, I want to learn something that's not always so black and white. Right. Um, and that philosophy would do that to you. It'd give yeah. you gray areas and like questions that you can't yeah. answer really. It, you can't answer. Or, like, there's no definite answer for everybody, but you could have an answer for yourself. No, definitely. Yeah. And then that becomes your philosophy. Yeah. 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 Um, you want a little more water? Uh, yeah, please. The last semester of my third year, um, I remember finishing this coding or this uh, project where I had to code something that would, you know, put something on the screen and like a video game. Or I don't know. There was something like 
Oh, it was actually a calculator. Yeah. How to make a functional calculator uh, with through through coding, and I remember finishing it like the night before, like fixing the bugs and everything. And uh, I might like, do I see? It? Do I ser- do I seriously see myself doing this for the next fifteen years? And I had like, I knew the an- I knew like I knew the answer. I just had to ask myself. And I remember like, nah, like this. So I remember just that was the last class or the last project. So I remember just. Printing out the, the code and uh, going to the professor's professor's office to turn it in. And once I turn it in, I directly directly go to the student services and ask them to see a, ask them to uh, to make an appointment for a, a counselor, like an advising counselor, because I knew I needed to change majors. And when I was waiting uh, in the chair, like in my head, I was like, okay, so what what am I gonna go into? <laughs> like, you know, like philosophy, like, oh, shoot, like, <laughs> I can't go into that because honestly, like, you have to put years in order for, you know, at least get some gravitation. And, you know, at the time, it was more like uh, you need your basically you need, year, you need years under your belt for people to notice. You yeah. Know, I was like, I'm like, I don't want to barely get into philosophy and spend the next 10 years trying to prove like, your yeah. worth. Yeah. So, like, no, it's not not an option. Um. I actually started looking at the classes I was taking when I was still an engineer. An, an engineer. So it was philosophy and art. So I'm like, okay, well, let's try art. Like, you could go into different things with art. So uh, okay. So once I went to the to the uh, to see the counselor, you know, she kind of looked at my resume, my my like, transcript, and she saw I was taking all these classes besides the engineering classes. She's like, you're really like you're uh, really a, a renaissance man, you know? Like you, you're trying to like dab on each little thing, and that kind of it kind of what is the, what's the word? It kind of solidified uh, who I am. Like I had I had to have someone say it for me to internalize it, because um, I didn't know what Renaissance man meant. And I just knew like Renaissance that's where the arts flourished and you know all these creativity came out. So I was like, okay, like I guess that's who I am. Like I like to kind of explore. Um, so after that point, I went to take my art. I took some art classes. Um, and then made some friends, so that's kind of I feel more comfortable approaching people because it was just we would talk about their artwork, you know. Like I could approach someone like, dude, like that's really good. How do you do that? It was more of a of a you capture my attention type of thing. It yeah. wasn't more like, hey, we're, let's hang out. No, it was just like let's talk, but let's talk about something that we both are passionate about, and it was art. So I felt like I made friends uh, that way. So when I was in the art program. Um, at first, I wanted to become like a independent artist, you know, just do commission work, and then somehow blow up, just like Banksy and all these artists out there. So um, I'm like, that was like, that's a dream, you know. It's, it's I'm sure I need a lot of work to get there, but it's definitely possible. Um, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I would help out help out people the way I wanted to, because uh, when I joined in, when I when I became an engineer. I had a goal of developing like certain technology or apps that will help people in their daily lives. That's my goal, like just somehow help out people. Um, so when I left the engineering program and became an art an art student, and my head is like, how how am I going to reach the masses with my artwork? You know, like you can make a painting like like the Mona Lisa or something like that, but you know it's beautiful and everything. But how are you going to educate people? Um, on your own, on your own point of views, 
because a painting is just it's basically like a, just one page out of the book you know you need a bunch of paintings to like tell a story or have some some message so my head is like you know i can't like being an independent artist is fun and it's something that people could do and you know props to them but i knew that I, like like i don't have the time to do that like i don't yeah. like i need to do it like now like i need to like find out a way for me to help out people and now like i can't wait another five ten years to like get my craft down and start showcasing it I'm like no i have to like do it now yeah wanting to help out people as soon as possible right that's that was my goal like it wasn't to find a job or get a career going it was just find a passion where people will benefit from my knowledge or some from me laying in hand somehow um so that that's where my cousin martin comes in he's like he noticed that i was very good at math and um again i was just a nice guy and he kind of gave me an idea of being an educator, um, pursuing, uh, being pursuing a te- uh, being a teacher. Um, and my head is like, I could do that. You know, I could like my I, like I feel good when I help when I help out people. Just again, like in football, like if I could help out my team, I'll just do whatever I can to help out, like help them out. So I took that same approach to to like you know, in college, but also like what I want to do in life. Like I want to help out people. And uh, teaching was definitely, like, one of those options. Like, you help out people this way. So I'm like, okay, I could do that. Um, and then his wife, uh, Karina, she uh, she worked at uh, Sac State as a, uh, basically, a, she's an equity coordinator. So for students that, you know, that are having trouble, especially, like, if you're a minority that having trouble with uh, college somehow, like, financially or just struggling in classes, like, she provides services for those students to, um, get better and you know hopefully graduate from college so uh she helped me uh basically get a job as a peer mentor um for the office of or for the uh for the uh college of education so basically students that are trying to become teachers they have to take a test uh two tests uh sct uh sct it's my pen it's been a while and the c best um yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to think about those tests <laughs> either. Yeah. Uh, but there's like a math portion in there. You know, there's a math portion, you know, writing portion, English, whatever. Like just different. Basically, every little subject, it's in that. It's in those tests. Um, so she's like, you know, like you help out students that need help with the math. Uh, it was basically uh, simple math. Like the toughest for the C best was algebra. I took I took algebra in middle school. Like I get this. Like not to be too cocky, but. I f- actually, I felt pre-algebra the first time. <laughs> but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, I, was, I felt like yeah, I could follow students with, with algebra, like, no problem. But there was also uh, a test for people in specific subjects. So if, there, if a student is trying to be a math teacher and they're trying to take this test that's only math, like, I'll probably have a hard time helping them out because it, it, it has, like, some calculus stuff and stuff that... I kind of forgotten or gone out and uh, wasn't very very familiar with. Mm. Um, so my head is like, damn, like <laughs> I have to like learn this, you know, before someone comes in here asking for a math problem for them to uh, for me to help them and I can help them. Like, they, yeah, I'm not technically a math tutor. Like, <laughs> what am I, you know? Um, so I started like kind of going back on math and yeah, they helped me. I don't know what is it? What's the word? Uh, get get comfortable helping out others, picking up on cues. Right? Yeah, like if you're helping someone do a math problem and then. Um, you ask them what's the next step or what do you think is the next step and they just freeze up like that's a key for you to either give them more time or like 
explain it differently. Um, so I kind of picked up on those cues like, okay, so in the future when I help out someone, I need to study their body language. Um, if they keep saying, yeah, yeah, or okay, I get it. Like for me, that's kind of, that wasn't good enough. I feel like they're trying to like just get it done with and not focus on it. So usually when the students kind of give me those answers, like, okay, I get it. I'm like, okay, so I need to put this problem up and then, you know, Show see, me. If you, see, yeah, see if you can do it. And then, so that's kind of what I started picking up on. Like, I can't always uh, give people the answers, you know, and that's, I could lead them to it, and that's good, but then they have to do it on themselves. So that can give me more experience on what an educator kind of feels like. Um, so I did that for two years. Uh, I was a premature for two years. I met some great people, some great friends that I still hang out with today. Um, and then what else? Um, oh, something I forgot to touch on. Um, I got <laughs> the pleasure of being both in engineering classes and and our educational classes and this is kind of like a hot topic with some people because you know there's a lot of uh if you have you been to an engineering class Mm-mm. or like a, a high level math class or anything like that just kind of no. passed by uh passed by yeah do you notice the population in there uh it's mostly guys yeah no yeah. okay that makes sense right yeah like for some reason like all in not say all of them but like majority of the engineering classes especially computing computer science and like um not so much on the math majors but on the engineering engineer majors if you go to a math class with just engineers most of the population about 90 percent is male guys so i noticed that like and the reason i noticed that was because um when I i would have these computer science classes um i needed help like i would raise my hand right and wait for the professor and then there'll be some cute chick like on the other side of the classroom. And then every time she would kind of get stuck, some guys would help her out. Or even the professor would go right, right away and help her out because she, she was the only female in the class. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I need help, man. Like, yeah. But I, I, in my head, like, I get it. She's like, like, imagine feeling like you're the only one, like the only, the only female in the class. And yeah. And like not having the attention. So like, I got it. But my head is like, that's not fair. Like, and you keep, you know, I could tell she mostly females got like some leeway when it came to projects um but my head is like it is what it is i'm not gonna fight or anything like that um and also had the pleasure on after my engineering classes i had the pleasure of joining our educational class our educational classes guess the population on those females females yeah Uh, there was about only three guys out of the whole class about a class of 25 three guys so it kind of showed me the 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 ratio between you know those two subjects and um uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm not sure. I can't think of it. I think of it, but it's basically why are we putting so much attention into women going into the STEM fields, right? Um, do you know though. You know why? You have like any guesses? W- what's the question though? Like, so why do like mostly in our society is pushing women or like young girls to join a STEM field? Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Oh, I'll, I'll even out the ratios. I have no clue. So. And my assumption is it's just, yeah, like, you know, trying to even out the playing field, um, one thing. But what if th- instead of going, to, what if, like, in my head, is it's more it's more about the money. This is where the money is at. It's mostly men controlling or the money. populating the, those spaces. So the, in my head, is like they want more women so it could feel like it's equal now. Um, but I'm not sure if it's. 
I could probably be interpreting interpreting the the information wrong, but that's how I felt. Like it's mostly like pushing young women or girls into these fields uh, without actually getting to know them and their passions. Um, that's kind of where uh, I felt a lot of the 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 female friends that I had at the time. I felt that's where the pressure came, where it's like not you're not just re- representing women. But you're presenting women of color or women that, you know, come from a, a place that, you know, education uh, at this level is never thought about, you know. So I felt like that kind of added a lot of pressure. Um, so I get the idea of pushing uh, women into these STEM fields. But at first, I want people to know that you have to do it if it's a passion. And don't do it just because the money is there and it's a great job and career-wise, like, no, it's like you really have to be passionate about it because you'll have hard times. And then, you need, and then when those hard times hit, like you have to ask yourself, like, is this worth it? Um, I think that's why I like listening to Jordan Peterson. Like he's, uh, he, I feel like he does a lot of the research for me. And like, uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. I listen to smarter people all the time and then digest it and regurgitate it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, but, th- but to the to the example you're giving about uh, the females uh, being pushed to do, you know, st- being in this or push to be in the stem field mm-hmm. i think that's just with anything saying saying that you have to be passionate yeah. with anything you do because if you i mean like i was gonna be a prison guard mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i was just like nah yeah i'm good yeah because i started thinking about the time that i had to be you know in a jail yeah in a prison and in essence you're doing time with them right you know so if you're gonna take 16 hours of my day or eight hours of my day, whatever it may be, because they do uh, prison guards do work a lot of overtime. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to do that? Do I, is that how it, can I see myself the next 15 years doing that? Yeah. No, because no. that's just not my personality. Yeah, that's, that's not, you know. Yeah. So I definitely dodged a bullet. I can definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just n- like it's not a knock on your female or male. It's just if you have the brains for it, you have the heart for it, do it. You know, and if you don't, then you do, yeah. you don't. Well, it's no big yeah. deal. It's like, well, yeah, why am I gonna ch- cry over it? Because yeah. I can't cry over something that I really don't even want to do. Yeah, jump but on board. Yeah, you know? no, just like me, I changed fields. That's why you know it it broke my head in a sense. It gave me headaches. Like the math classes, the science classes, the coding classes. It just it really does like does a number on you. Like your head is just like like dude, it's too much <laughs> logic and everything. You know, like let's let's just relax and um and it, it, like in those years of, of coding and everything you can't relax because if, re- you, if you relax um uh, it's basically like in the engineering classes you're trying to shoot for the top 10 because you know if you're in the top 10 of your class um you're most likely to get hired for a job or anything like that because the professor professors will re- recognize you for doing a great job uh, and then you get the benefits of joining like a high, uh, what's the word? A high society in the sense of a, it's not a fraternity, but it's like, it feels like that. There's like you have a three point five or higher, you could join. You this. get in this club. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's that's kind of what everybody's goal is, was towards to. It's not to be better at math, but to be the best at in the class. You know, and like it's, your competition wasn't yourself; it was the others. Um, so yeah, like that's, that's why like, I like, uh, if, if people are going to be pushing to certain fields, um, it's not up to their family or the friends. It's up to them to like 
believe that they're doing something that that they love because I thought I loved engineering, which I still do. Like I still I'm still like inter- um, interested in it. Um, it's just the way I was or the the mentality I had at, at that time wasn't the wasn't fit for it. Um, again, I was just kind of still grieving for my mother's loss and and I wasn't feeling too optimistic about things, you know. Um, so yeah, like it just put me in, in a bad space. Um, cause I was breaking my head mentally, just trying to figure out these math problems. At the same time, I'm trying to figure out why I still feel so sad. Why I still like, feel like this, this way inside. So it definitely kind of, it, it, that's why in the, the, when I turned in the last the project and I went to go change my major, I had asked myself like, what's, well, like if you're going to do this, what's, what feels good? What feels right? So that's why I went to the arts and from there, it just kind of, it kind of took off, you know, like a, like a fire and. What kind yeah. of art do you do? Um, well, f- first, growing up, I was I was lot I was into just drawing. Basically, I would just um, be watching cartoons like South Park and just hit pause and then just try to see if I could draw the scene like Cartman and you know circles and squares stuff like that. Uh, that was simple. So now it was how do you like shade it? Like, um, so that for me, I, I felt like drawing was was, was kind of like got me into the arts. So when I changed my field to the arts. Um, I knew I could do drawing. I knew I could do that. Like, that's easy. I could do it. So I challenged myself. Like, hey, what's the next step? Do you want to do ceramics? Do you want to do wood shop? Like, no, that's like, it's cool, but it's not like, I don't, I can't, I don't know. It's just it, no one, like, it didn't, it didn't engage me. And it wasn't until painting. Painting is one of them. I'm like, okay, so what type of painting? Um, acrylic painting, which is something that you could paint real quick and like, get it done. Or oil painting, which is, it takes us time. But same time, it allows you to manipulate the paint into either cause certain effect or think about that stroke you just brushed. Like, like the, was that worth it? Was that was that? Does that need to be there? Like, oil gives you the, the opportunity to to basically freeze time. Like, acrylic was just right away. Like, it dries so done. You can, yeah, yeah done. what you did is it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I like uh, oil painting. So I got into painting and I started painting. Well, I wanted to have like a theme to my painting right that's what every every artist asks themselves like what's my art about and um uh, first i'm like you know before i even worry about that can i paint <laughs> that's the question can i paint I'm like yeah so you know you can paint you can put paint on a canvas you can paint but can you paint paint like can you paint a glass of water can you paint a person can you paint this and that and i was like like nah that's still rough so i'm like okay so i need to work on that that's for me. That's kind of like a, the next challenge. Like, how do you get? How do you make paint look like real life? Yeah. And uh, so once I had that down, I got in- interested in surrealism, um, basically combining realism with fantasy. Uh, so that kind of got me interested, speci- uh, specifically to like Greek mythology and all this uh, um, art arts from like the fourteen no wait uh, probably like the fourteen hundreds fifteen hundreds. Uh, with a lot of with mythology um, behind it in a sense like you know like the devil or like you know the heavens you know things that you always picture in your mind but you can't visually see them you know you, it's not real in reality but it's always in your mind so I'm like okay I want to paint that like I want to paint a place where it looks real but it's not yeah so you could like twist it you know yeah like, exactly like the yeah it's it's it's, it's interesting I didn't know that that's what that term was for surrealism yeah and that that would be it so like if you paint it a uh, the scene in hell, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely looks real. 
Yeah, you could paint your own hell. You know, like, it's yeah. not to be like the what the textbook says. You could paint. But like it's the uh, and uh, it, uh, it's a fantasy. It's something it that we've never seen. Yeah. So that's that's so cool to to think of. That you would think of it like that. Yeah. Like that would e- somebody would even come to terms like that. Like, oh, let's paint something. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. mentally fucking. Yeah, yeah. Where are you at in your mind to to create that? Yeah, it was again. I was like in a dark space. Like, I no, was, no, not you, oh. not, not you in particularly, yeah. but the, like surrealism, it, where yeah. it originated. Well, you I, know what I'm talking. You know what I mean? I think yeah, it wouldn't originate, but I think the whole message is uh, consciousness. You know, we all have fears, we all have happiness, and stuff like that. How do you put that on the world? You can't yeah. really put that in the sense of. It's like the Bible, I would say. Yeah. Jordan Peterson touches yeah. on it a lot. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, folk tales, and it's more to how to navigate your life. Right. You know, the way I, the way I, the way he interprets it. Yeah. So I mean. he has text, you know, like yeah. words. But how could he put words into a painting or a picture? You know, how could he do that? Not, not only for yourself, but for others. Um, and yeah, that's what got me into surrealism, where I could manipulate reality. You know, it's like you're your control of your own world, you know, like that type of thing. Um, and yeah, so that's what got me more into painting where, and I started exploring the sense of light. Like how could you make something look like there's a light of being coming through your painting? Um, if you, if, if you could do that, then basically, you know, not only the physics of it, but you know how to work with the paint. So you're both using your knowledge on arts, your knowledge on, uh, observations and the knowledge of what the you know kind of physics like how do lights reflect the walk or how does ref- a light reflect off of a certain texture how does light uh, um, change the color of a car you know just you have to like visually in your mind see that you need a lighter blue or a party more yellow something warm to give the illusion that lights hitting that spot um, so that was definitely a challenge for me like but it was fun, you know. It's like you go into this and you feel like like a newbie. Like it's like the first time playing Call of Duty, <laughs> you know. Like you're like, holy crap! Like I'm playing. Like I know it's a good game and everything. Like everybody hypes, hypes it up, but I know like it's fun to start from the beginning. Like like eventually you're gonna go, you're gonna get to this, you know, you're gonna be ranked a thousand, whatever. You have an AK-47 that's you know shooting like laser or something. So that's I knew in my head like I'm I'm in, like at an entry level where I know I'm gonna get to a point where. I'm a master in a sense. Yeah. I'm a master and I'm just going to, but I'm, I'm also like, it, it just sucks knowing that once you master something, there's a chance that it might become boring. So uh, when I was, you know, working with the painting, it was like, I kind of like, I was definitely not working to the point where I needed to master it right now. I was more to working to the point where like, you know, let me take, let me take my time with this. Like, I want to enjoy this. I want to, you know, get ideas from this. Like, how could I, you know, make a painting besides making it look surreal, how to kind of make it look abstract, you know, in certain areas, how to make it look, um, you know, different, not all be surreal, but have a little like area of the painting where you're like, wait, what's up with that? Like, that's not corresponding with the whole painting. So I was like, that's, that's where I need to go. Like I need to explore those, those areas. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, uh yeah, art became very fun. And, um, yeah, it just, it took me to, to greater heights and and it did prefer, it, it gave me the confidence that when I taught this I knew I basically I knew the base of art in my in my way um, so I could give someone a starting point like you want to get better at painting okay once you have you know and you, once you know how to blend how to mix colors here and there 
See if you could make something look like there's a beam of light coming through the back room and reflecting off of this object. Like, I, like, you know, if you could do that, then yeah, that's the next step you could do, like work on that. You know, using reality to help you paint reality, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's kind of like, that's my, my take of, of the arts. If you truly were trying to master a, a, a painting or a drawing, um, could you pass master to the point where you can't tell if it's a picture or not? You know, that's like, but once you get to that, like it kind of defeats the purpose of painting and drawing for me. Like just take a picture of it. Why would you spend 10 hours or <laughs> a whole 24, the whole day painting something that looks like a picture. Yeah. So in my head, like that doesn't like my head, like I don't want to go that route. You know, yeah. I don't want like, cause I know that there's a dead end. Like, okay. Cause you can't go beyond that uh, technically. Right. Once you paint something that looks like really surreal, like you're like, all right, what's next? You know, you the road ends right there. And, uh, in my head, like, no, like, fantasy you know fantasy you can, it's always infinite in a sense like you could you know make a a painting where there's like a 10 foot cow or something like that or you know or so uh, so would you say you use the tools that you've gotten from i would say the traditional teachings to create like the fantasy that you're starting to create now yeah um it just gave me the uh, it, it it showed me that uh there's more than one way you know yeah two ways whatever there's, there's multiple ways to go about things like and they again, gave you the tools like that now your arsenal's full yeah yeah, yeah. um it, you always know you could always add more of course but at the same time you don't want uh, you, you don't want to keep adding to the point where it feels like you're not mastering a certain tool right like it's just like um like so you have a tool shed and you just keep adding tools to it and you, use, you only use them once but you keep adding buying you more really tools. don't know how to use them but like yeah after a while you're like wait how do you use this saw or how do you do that again like no like for me it's more like if you're gonna use a tool use it to the point where you're like oh yeah, I'm, i got it it's done like i could put it away now same thing with you know like must be that you know like uh the mma fighter yeah he was talking about the same thing like it's like sharpening your tools and once it's sharpened you know put them back in the shed if you need to pull it out you don't know it will be sharpened once you take it out. If it's not, you have to go back, you know, sharpen it again, but always keep your tool sharpened. Like, that's the whole the whole goal. And it's true because you don't want to have too many tools where you can't keep up with every tool. Yeah. Yeah. So you want two or three that are going to be deadly. Yeah. You know? like two or three and then, like, a secret one, you know, like, on the, <laughs> you know, just, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I knew about that my, about myself that um, I felt comfortable going into the, into the arts and, using my knowledge to teach and um i feel confident i'm like okay i could do this um and yeah that's it's it just it just seemed like a right fit like everything everything in time seemed like it was destined in a sense because even when i was in my when i was taking calculus classes before i was enrolled like you'll be waitlisted right um fyi for the people like are failing classes in your colleges like don't worry like just use it as a as a way to like go back and reflect. So I failed my chemistry class twice, and I failed my calculus class three times. And again, it was just not because I wasn't smart. I was just didn't have the right the right tools um, for my chemistry class. Um, it just became overwhelming at certain points, and it was because I I wasn't devoting as much time. Just like I was I wasn't devoting much time for, for calculus. Um, it took me <laughs> two tries to kind of figure that out. And um, uh, I feel more proud passing my calculus class because um, I fought both of them at Sac State. And remember over the summer, uh, I was going to be taken at ARC. 
uh, ARC is located in Valencia Church. It's uh, where the hell did I live? Carmichael. Car- yeah, over there. I lived around the corner. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and the time I l- at the time I lived in South Sac. Oh, so that's um, a drive. Uh, I biked. Oh, at the bike. Yeah, like right? my, my yeah my Civic kind of broke down, and uh, so I'm like I have my bike. I'll just ride my my bike. The class started at eight, at eight in the morning, so I had to leave the house like by six thirty. And usually when I get to to the class, I'll be sweating. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Yeah, Even having to like run to class from your parking lot, yeah. you know you're gonna have to break a sweat. Yeah, but being in a full fucking sweat, just yeah. sitting down, well. <laughs> At least I would embrace it, right? Mm-hmm. You just had you have to just embrace it. I I had embraced. I was be, I was gonna be the stinky guy, the stinky guy of the summer class, and um, people didn't really care. So you know they just want to pass the class. Yeah, I was like, just oh, you kinda, smell? Yeah, it's all good, I'll yeah. sit by the door. And that's like my, my that was my choice. So, um, yeah, and I passed that that class with a C, and I remember in my head of like, why? Yes, like I could do it. Like if I just stick with it, I could do it. And I, I appreciated that math class just not because of the content and the, and the people in it, but it was because the journey I decided to do or to take in order for me to get to that point, which was bike from Sausac to, to Carmichael and then back in the summer, like do that like three times out of the week. Like, like my head is like, damn, I did have devotion. Like I did just have dedication. It. Yeah. Like I had that, I had that drive. Uh, so it kind of like every time I think about when I'm going through certain things, it's like, you know what? Like I decided one summer to sp- to bike, not drive, to bike to Carmichael. <laughs> I was like, in my head, like, that's kind of crazy. A, but yeah, it's yeah. an interesting choice. Yeah, so, but my head, like, you know, I had no other choice. Like, it, you know, I had to, if I want to get to the point I want to get to, like, I need to do certain things that might feel uncomfortable or might make me feel embarrassed or something. But in my head, it's like, no, it's, it's just coming over these mental feats. Yeah. You know, it's all in your head for the most part. It's just holding on to these, uh, holding on to other people's opinions, I feel, is definitely what can bring you down pretty easy. Yeah. yeah, and we think that we don't, but we do. We yeah. do a lot of the things we do for other people and how we look. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. and and sometimes it's not what we what people say is the. For me, it was more. I was assuming what they might think. Yeah, you're in your head. Yeah, and if you put down it, like literally, if you put down the guns in your head, targeted at yourself, there's no one. In, there's mm-hmm. no one else pointing guns at you. Yeah, you know, for yeah. The, and from my and at the time in my head, it was like, like back also were kind of motivated me like all oh, these people think like like i'm not good at math and because i remember like when i felt that and sx did the, the 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 last uh time i took the calculus calculus class there that semester i remember uh some i had some friends and then they knew like i was not gonna pass so like, they're like nah dude like next semester you're definitely like like you'll you'll pass it just stick with it and i remember in my head of like yeah like i'm gonna do it but I also had, like, another plan in my head. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it over the summers because I still want to join this class. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep up with this class. I want to join it. And so the whole drive besides me wanting to pass that class is to show my peers that I could do it and pass it and still keep up with them. You know, and that's, that was my goal. Like, that was my drive. Um, and, yes, yeah, so I took a lot, uh, a lot. I took a lot of uh, – I took away a lot from, from that journey and um, – yeah, and that's why I appreciate math so much, um, because yeah, it's a difficult subject, but it it also has a lot of lessons in it. You know, and you, you have, everybody could do one plus one, right? But once you get to the calculus field, it's like, oh crap! Like, it's like it's different, a whole but different language, same la- same logic. You know? Okay. So you have to follow. You have to kind of trust your logic, 
and not only your logic but the math but like your steps how you're thinking like okay so you know just a certain step you know just make sure you follow the the right technique and you'll get there but if you're in a rush if you're trying to like solve a problem like in the next 15 minutes or people are around talking like you you'll definitely spend another hour working on that math problem because you're rushing it you're not taking the time to appreciate the work it needs to be done for you to solve that problem and i'm like okay so like i I took that away from math and i appreciated math for that because there was no other subject that taught me that um so um and i definitely believe like math is the language of the universe in some in some sense right um you were telling me about the golden ratio that just yeah takes part in everything pretty Mm much or quite a bit yeah so i I like the golden ratio because it has a it could touch uh it, it basically has it's like an octopus octopus it has a it could touch every little thing in the sense that a table you break it down to its own little molecule particle like you could have data on it right um uh, same thing with the cloud or like you could break down the the moisture whatever it is into a math uh math equation like you put anything in math that's the thing so that it kind of tells you that that numbers are everywhere besides us thinking that they're not in a pizza or whatever like there are numbers there it's just we don't we decide to either ignore it or not think about it in that way but there's numbers everywhere and that's why i think like how would there be numbers in the pizza tell me about calories it. and stuff <laughs> okay all right. no but also yeah like it's but simple you just, oh yeah like it's just the basics in yeah it. You can matter like matter yeah. in itself has you know like you okay. could you could w- you can measure it in math yeah so that's why like like everything made out of matter that's why like you know i think math is a good way to to learn about the universe so i think that's why i love math because i know it's gonna eventually have some breakthrough like the internet and i want to be there where they kind of introduce what basically what's called singularity right it's gonna be a point where technology be so advanced that we cannot catch up to it no shit yeah it's like creating a computer so so smart that what's happening it is. Uh, it's, it's it's in the process. I feel. It's yeah. Whoever's working on whatever they're working on. Yeah. It's that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's why, like, I want to know s- s- math to a point where, like, they c- so if someone explains it explains it in math terms, I can s- at least follow the logic or the reason behind uh, artificial intelligence or anything like that. Like, that's why, like, okay, so math is definitely going to play uh, going going places that we are going to use in the future, and it's going to be part of our lives. And it's still now, but people don't want really to think about it and my head is like you know like i want to keep up with things because when the new breaks out uh, at least i don't want to seem all dumbfounded like oh crap like what's that what's that about you know like i want to keep up with the with the technology and everything like that so yeah it's very fascinating for me yeah, you were telling me about the quantum computer or oh yeah something something along those hmm. lines last time we were talking i didn't explain that the golden ratio so oh yeah you <laughs> didn't either uh so yeah the golden ratio you can find it um basically anywhere um it's a pattern um so you can find it in sunflowers, you can find it in, in seashells, um, peacocks, nature, anything in nature. You can find a certain pattern that follows the golden ratio. And is pe- it the symmetry? Uh, it's more like uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I don't know how to explain this, but I need, I need like a visual like to, to show. But it it there's a there's a an equation to breaking down a space, and if you keep breaking it down, it creates this pattern. Um, so. You People in the industry of, of music and making movies use this pattern to either capture a scene um, or show the, uh, like, have the viewer look at a certain area of a scene. Um, so it's very useful for entertainment entertainment purposes. 
And uh, yeah, so Matt. Ready? Yes, sir. Always ready. <laughs> Always prepared. Never going to stop. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's the Golden Ratio. Just basically, you could put it anywhere, mostly. And then uh, it's kind of like a cheat code. You want someone to look at some certain area of a painting or a scene, you could use it. Uh, and then you'll definitely capture the person's eye, especially add color to it. So I like the golden ratio. Like it, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like nature. Someone telling you this is all pattern, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mathematics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's no other, to, there's no other way to go around, uh, around it. Just, it happens everywhere. And you kind of have to like take note up, take note of that observation. You know, it's just not coincidence. Yeah. It's, it's, it's put there strategically. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, and so yeah, we wanted to. Well, you were talking the other day about your idea of a podcast, and kind of geared toward geared towards the art you do. Yeah, right. Um, so I want to start a podcast. Um, oh no, I you are. I w- yeah, I'm kind. I'm already getting the equipment ready. Nice. And then uh, it's going. Yeah. So like, once I have that ready, and w- then I'll have just set up a st- like the studio. How I'm not gonna present stuff. So. Um, basically it's going to be a podcast of me doing a painting tutorial, um, how to paint and then not only how to paint, but how to use colors. What are you trying to, what emotion do you want to give off? Right. If you do dark colors, definitely going to be like a sad painting or people are not going to want to engage with it, but you put a lot of colors then yeah, people want to see what's about. Would you say this is going to be for, uh, can anybody take a listen and partake? Yeah. So, um, I want to start my own website and then kind of provide all the links to you know my artworks from there. So you don't have to go to YouTube and scroll down to find a certain painting. You could just go to my website and basically search up like the keywords. I don't know. Like for example, I had an idea of doing a, a painting of, of anxiety. How could you express anxiety in a painting? And I think last time we kind of touched on it is basically I had a, an idea of uh, painting a tree again like surrealism, uh, and there's a balloon tied up to a, one of the branches. Uh, but the balloon is being held by uh, basically like the string attached to the to the tree is being held down by one leaf, um, and you know in, in real life that doesn't really happen. Like the balloon has enough basic oxygen or air inside of it to go up. Like one leaf's not gonna hold it down. Um, but the, you know this is painting. You could do whatever you want. And my idea is that like often anxiety could be something small could feel like it's holding you down. Like you have so much potential. But to go it, up, your whole world's crashing. Yeah, down but somehow you. Y- this little thing it's getting on the way, and mm, in my sense, like I want to paint that because that's that I could connect to that, like my anxiety could connect to that, and like all right, so I could paint that, and also it's basically be like a two-parter. First part just be making the painting, showing how to use the paint, and then second part just me talking about the painting, like what does it mean, blah blah blah, and yeah, so. I'm gonna put that. I put, I'm trying to put that together. So get my own website going. Get my channel going on YouTube, social media, social media, and yeah, and just kind of provide the service for people who are trying to aspire to paint or arts or just think about stuff like that. And it's like, um, so because I honestly want to find a person that's doing that right now. Like I want to find someone that so I could connect with them in a sense. I could do like feel like, like oh they get me. Like I'm not the only one here. Like at the, in this position. So. If I could do that and just public, uh, publicize it and get the word out, uh, I'll feel good about it, you know? Because even if I if I leave today, like, I could feel like, okay, at least I, le- I left something behind so people could take away from it. Just like with uh, being a teacher. Like, you could teach all these lessons, and hopefully, like, those lessons stick with your students. Yeah, hopefully they stay with them a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, so that's I want to start the podcast because now, because uh, I went to basically like the public sector in a sense, like for people to like learn about my knowledge, right? Being a teacher, like people are picking my brain. But now I want to move to like more greater area, which is um, just the internet, basically. Whoever's out there uh, wants to learn this, could learn this. So you're from like China or other part of the world, you could like go to my website and like learn or uh, listen to me speak on my message and how I'm dealing with it. And you know, it's not only be like bad things, you know, like you, you know, how can you paint happiness in a painting? What does happiness mean? You know, everybody has their own interpretation. I love that. I love that as an outlet. You know, a podcast definitely gives you free reign to say whatever you want and to have anybody listen that that kind of can resonate to that can. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not resonate with you, but um, resonate. Yeah, is it? Resonate. Yeah, right. Yeah. To relate. Yeah. To relate to you. To relate to your issues and your problems. And it's like you said, you just said it right now. It's not always going to be a negative picture or yeah. you're not going to always be conveying that negative emotion. Right. My podcasts aren't always going to be me dealing with issues because I'm not always dealing with issues. Yeah. But usually I find myself, it's funny, mm -hmm. recording when I'm dealing with something. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like the when I get to the point to record like a lot of my solo podcasts, it's to the point of where I'm like. It's it's weighing me down like the feeling i need to mm -hmm. do that you know mm -hmm. it's like it's such the, the resistance yeah i know? mean that's what art people well, that's what art does for people you know like you have you have your own like basically channel to do that so you can channel that energy like yeah i need to get this out because it's in you and you know people have their own outlets exercising and you know but again like we don't only use we all a person that's trying to get better doesn't only only use one outlet they try to use different ways because you just only stick to one outlet and then for some reason the outlet it's not there the next day you freak out like what what can i do what now? are you gonna do and that's what the core team did <laughs> oh yeah no everybody yeah. you yeah. yeah truth reality checks yeah. you have to look yourself in the face in the mirror yeah yeah a lot of people didn't like what they saw some people were yeah. still running yeah uh. i mean that was one of them <laughs> yeah um and it was it was it was it was like so clear to m in my mind that i knew uh, what i needed to do but yeah i, I didn't want to go through the emotion or being uncomfortable going through it. Um, but it, it came to a point where like my brain or something just told me like, do you can't always keep running away from this. And my point of anxiety came from not to fully grieve for my mom's, pa my mom's passing. Like it was like, I felt like I cried enough when it happened. Like, and I was like, I'm okay. Like it's done. Like I just part everything out. So I, I, I but I, n I never went back to her grave and just like talked to her or, Cause I always felt in my mind since I'm always away from home in Sacramento, I would just talk to her when I'm in the kitchen, like in my own space. So in my head, like I don't need to be there, right? But every time I would go back to Greenfield, I would never visit her gravesite. Like it was, cause I got used to just talking to her on my own space. But I knew that somehow I still needed to go visit her or visit that 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 spot, and it it kind of served like as an an, an analogy because I'm. When I went when I went back ten years later, um, I know where she was, where her gravesite was, but I, I couldn't pinpoint it, so I felt lost. I was kind of going through the through the uh, to the uh, cemetery, like trying to find her area. And it, 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 when I was doing that, I started laughing at myself because, dude, like, like this is what the lesson is. Like, you're lost. You know, you think you know where you're going, but technically, you're still lost. 
<laughs> and then once I got to my mom's gravesite, I just, yeah, I just let all those bodily emotions just out. Like, I just let them out, and I felt way better right after that. Like, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> like I needed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just, like, all right, cool. Like, damn, that was so easy. It took me 10 years to do it. I was like, damn. Like, so now I had the mentality, like, what's bothering me? Like, now I'm attacking it. Like, it's not me no, trying to, no longer trying to hide it or trying to, like, f- do it on myself. It's more like if it's bothering me, okay. So what it's bothering me about it? What's because I'm I'm back before this. I was just trying to like push it away, trying to hide it. It's like no, like you have to face it, you know. Like it's there. It's it's kind of like a leaking oil, you know. Like you can't always just park in the grass, it. yeah, because you won't see it. No, you have to like fix it. So now every time that some, I come have a certain emotion that I feel uncomfortable, I ask myself why am I uncomfortable? What's what's driving this feeling? And so, yeah, so that's a big takeaway from, from the quarantine. Like, it, it definitely, I'm glad it happened. You know, just, in, like, I'm not tripping about it took 10 years to do it. But I'm just glad I'm still young. I, I'm still young and I can still do a lot of stuff. And I could be me, you know. if Even if it means me right now is still trying to figure out what to do or where to go, like, I guess. St- I feel like it's me. Like I still have control of who I am. It's no you longer this power. Feeling. Yeah. yeah. That uh, feeling of anxiety that's controlling you. Yeah. Cause you could like anxiety will make you want to s- not say certain things or because you want, you don't want to hurt other people's feelings or you don't want to uh, do certain things because it's it'll, it just makes you uncomfortable. It makes you suffer like working out. Like you don't want to, like you don't want to push yourself through that, but anxiety, like it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point you're like, like it just explodes on your face. You're like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> and that's when you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Like, how how did I let myself get this bad? You know. Yeah. And that's kind of like same thing with if you recording yourself. Like, I've more like honestly, even take anything up, take away anything from this is look in the mirror. Because for me, uh, after the anxiety, or after kind of dealing with my anxiety, uh, I still had flaws. You know, like honestly, like I still feel certain ways about certain things and. I looked myself in the mirror and I was, and when I was talking to myself, it didn't feel like I was talking to myself. I felt like I was talking to the voice in my head. And it, Cause I was talking, I wasn't looking at my lips, like from like my own perspective, I was looking at the reflection of myself. So when I was talking, I was looking at the reflection of myself and using the voice in my head as a sense that, that that's another person. It's not me like talking. It's the, that voice in my head is talking to me. So I picked up on all, a lot of stuff from that, just, just being honest to myself, like, dude, like, uh, what was it? Like, weight, like my weight, like it's always been an issue. Like I was trying to get healthy and this and that, but I was just fall off, right? Discipline was one thing that I, I was kind of, I kind of liked. So in my head, I always had that in my head, like you have to be disciplined. And then once I looked at myself in the mirror, like, like, are you going to do this again? Like you've been doing this for the past 20 something years, like. You know, tell yourself you're gonna work out and da da da, and then go to family party and throw everything away. Like, like you gotta stick with it. Like, like it, it might suck, it might hurt some people's feelings. Like, you don't want to try your your aunt's cooking or anything like that. But hey, like, it's not about that. It's about you trying to feel better about yourself. So once I figured that out, I'm like, okay, like, I'm done bullshitting. Like, I'm just done. Like, like I hate playing my the same tape over and over and over and over. And now after that, I'm like, you know what, like. Like, I'm ready for the transformation in a sense. Like, I'm ready to just change. And, yeah, so that's that's why I feel like I'm. it sucks that quarantine hit, but I'm also thankful that it kind of gave me this window for me to figure out certain things about myself. 
um, of our, well, our mutual friend Angel, mm-hmm. uh, P, he talks about that right now too. It's like an, it's like a different, uh, it's like a. Uh, I wouldn't want to say new. It's like not a new world order, but it's like a changing of the guard that's happening right now. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Like with a lot of uh, the energy that's going on and the stars and yeah, I, I can. It's it's hard to kind of like think about it sometimes like that if you're yeah. not in that space. Yeah, yeah, and to see it, to see you stepping up to the plate to be like, yeah, I'm ready for it. You know, like I'm ready to level up. Mm-hmm. You know, we also hold on to demons, but for you to look at all of them, or not demons, but for you to really attack what's bothering you. Yeah is it it's the w- it's work yeah it's work every single day and people think it's going to be easy no. and instead of changing the oil or getting the new oil pan that's going to cost you fucking 500 yeah um oh shit uh, that's going to cost you 500 um uh, you don't pay for it and then your whole engine fucks up and yeah. then now you're at shit out of a car like yeah. indefinitely it, it does speak a lot about yourself uh when you see people you know, uh, uh, technically i don't want to judge people drive this and that like i don't you know people could afford a corolla could get a corolla but if you see things hanging off the car things that could be fixed it tells you a lot about that person like they're not taking you know that that trash out from their car they're not doing this and that so it lets you it it gives you a window to to who they are like how they're doing in their life you know if you're not going to be taking care of your car Technically, you're probably taking care of yourself in a sense, you know. So it, you, I picked up on a lot on that, like how I represent myself, not on the public view, but how I view myself. Like, like, I, like it's just become more of a, yeah, like just eye-opening experience in a sense. It. Uh, what What does uh, Jordan Peter say? He talks about cleaning his room. You, you, oh yeah, to, you, you uh, can't make your bed in the mornings, yeah. and how can you do anything else? You know? If you're trying to change the world, first start off by cleaning your room. Exactly. If your room's a mess and you're out here, you know, saying things online or doing things that, that you know, might have good intentions, but technically, like, you don't, you have to have your, your life in order before you try to change the world. Like, for me, coming from the outside, like, I will have that person as a leader. Like, if you could fix your own stuff, like, have your own priorities and, you know, keep at it, then, yeah, like, I would likely have that person as a leader for me, someone to aspire to. You know, cause if someone has the right idea, they're saying the right words and this and that, but then I don't know, they cut up, they get caught up in some, some drama stuff or, you know, they, they don't not paying the taxes. It's like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, like, you've been seeing me this whole time. Yeah, dude, like, you, know, you, you walk, you, know, you talk the talk, but you can't walk the walk. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm very vigilant about that stuff. Um, when I hear the good message, you know, someone that uh, kind of hypes you up, but. You have to look at the person or who's who, who's trying to help you up, like, because you know, the, technically that's you're taking a part of them in you in that sense. Right? You're taking their words to be your philosophy now, and if you're taking their, their words, but yet they have their own thing going on, then those words kind of lose value. Yeah, then it's yeah, just you're it's, just talking out your ass. Yeah, and um, that's why like it's I don't know, just this whole quarantine thing is just it definitely like is definitely it was meant to to happen and it's sad that people lost their lives but i feel like it's gonna help change the world in some way right with the black lives matter and the whole thing so um yeah it's 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 we're in a we're definitely going oh this time is going down in history oh definitely 2020 (laughs) yeah perfect number two 2020 2020 yeah there's something to that as well yeah like oh you want to see clear (laughs) (laughs) 
you really think you're woke? Mm-hmm. Let me show you. Yeah. Uh, once the quarantine happened, all that like PC bullshit, not bullshit, yeah. but some of it, some the of extreme the stuff, part of it. The ex- yeah, like, yeah, the extreme parts, the over the just, yeah, some of it is is ridiculous to me, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, I see the the yeah, of course, everybody sees what their attentions are, right? Attentions are. Um, so for example, like people, like in Seattle, like the whole area of of them having an area of not having police present. Yeah. And I get it because, you know, police, like, who could trust the police at that time, you know? Especially calling, uh, you know, innocent civilians or minorities specifically. So I get where the rage is coming from at that point. But to absolutely, like, take away the police in certain areas, and then I think there was, like, even, like, warlords, like, coming up like cartels basically yeah and it's like oh that could get very dangerous very so, fast yeah and it's like okay so you want to defund the police but what's the plan you know a lot Just there's a lot of warlord what yeah, the fuck that's like, us taking like 10 steps backwards yeah as humans yeah so like, when i hear defund the police i get it like like you can't trust them change it whatever but i want to hear the the other part of it what's the plan if you're going to defund the police what's the plan after that you know besides point pointing and complaining provide a solution or provide some ideas and people like from the, oh, I think it's because I was just into the news and most of the articles I read it was just they never gave that sense of a solution to it it's like you point out the problem but let's what about yeah, it yeah what's yeah. We're, where's the solution like we need to figure out the steps and that's why like it's I feel like PC culture is um, it's good but there's also it has its own flaws yeah. they're taking they're taking one too many rights <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so i get it like the whole place uh crystalia situation oh yeah people that yeah we were talking about the podcast uh we're talking about bernie Shaw and brian callen um and how they kind of reacted to it yeah and it's like honestly to be completely honest with you chewy sitting over there on the couch having a nice little go of things Mm -hmm. if i heard something about that like if if he was accused of that Mm -hmm. i would definitely have talked to him first i'd him is my friend and as you know someone i i yeah i call family like yeah. i'm gonna make sure that hey bro before i spout off at the mouth yeah. like you, you, you we're good right Put some like, respect on my name yeah like you're, you're <laughs> good right and he's like if he says yeah he's good then he's good mm-hmm. and then if he's completely lying to me then he was completely lying to everybody yeah and then i got duped and it's cool yeah. fuck it we're not cool but like i'm not the only one yeah you can you, know? you can say like you know he was a friend and i backed him up Unfortunately, like I was untruthful with me as well. So yeah. I feel your pain. Like I'm frustrated as well. So yeah, I feel like that would be a better approach rather than just speaking out without just talking to that emotion. person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's time and a place for everything. But if you're going to say someone's your friend like that. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to be throwing on one under the bus. Yeah. You know, even if I, even if I had the opportunity to throw one under the bus, like, I don't know if I would. Yeah. Like, like just why? Like, it's still like a different Unless you didn't care about the person, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? If I didn't care and I was just talking all this shit about Chewy and he's just like over here like, well, fuck you too, bro. But yeah, man, this conversation, I, I felt myself, I was like, I was listening. I was, I was enamored <laughs> and I was just listening yeah. to what you were saying and I was trying to digest it all. So everybody who thinks that I, it just took a break. I didn't oh, take no, a break. No, I was no. digesting everything you no. were talking about. It's, it's, it's a good combo, man. And yeah. For uh, anybody who's listening, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of people who listen, man. 
uh, I don't know them personally. Some people are younger. Some people are older than me. Some people are my age. But for the younger people who listen to someone like you who, or for the people that are on, you know, everybody goes through their own struggle individually and they overcome that struggle. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. You know, there's messages behind why we do these podcasts. You know, the whole re- reason for me starting it is to let you know you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, you know, at any time of the day, yeah. you know, and it's no big deal. Yeah, this is work for me. You know, this is work mm-hmm. for us. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It, I and then I have work later in the evening. Yeah. You have a nine to five, but you got to pursue your passions as well. Yeah, you, you got to have your hustles. Yeah, exactly. But thank you, my friend, for joining me here. Everybody who's listening, thank you very much. If you made it to this point, well, then thank you. Uh, bravo. <laughs> <laughs> bravo. You achieved the you you achieved the full knowledge today. You, mm-hmm. you got something out of it. I know you did. But uh, you want to let anybody... Know anything, sir? Um, yeah, just kind of keep an eye out for my podcast. Um, I'll probably right now. I'll probably announce it in my Instagram, like a uh, Samo oh Samor Fati. Um, just keep an uh, eye out for the announcement, and yeah, hopefully I'll have this going by August. Of course. So we're gonna push that on all of our uh, pages and wherever we can for you, because I believe in it, man. Let's get this. Let's let's get it going. Yeah. You know, I want people to do what they believe in and what they love. Uh, and if I can support that in any way, I'm going to do that. So, thank you again, sir. All right, brother. Thank you to all the beautiful people out there listening. Again, subscribe, leave a comment if you want. If not, that's completely fine as well. Spread the peace and the love. We're out. All right. Big kiss. <laughs>